What's it like getting out the door in the mornings with your kids? Let me guess. It's probably your favorite part of the day, right? You get to run through the long mental checklists to make sure everybody has what they need, including you. And as you give out reminders and directions, it's as if no one's ears work anymore. And just as you think you've got everything, someone needs to go to the bathroom or decides that the shoes that they're wearing just feel all wrong. We got you. We've been there. I'm Megan Iskander. And I'm Kate Mulliken. And this is Raising Reciprocity, where we believe raising children is a form of activism. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are so happy that you're here and we look forward to talking to you today about preparing your environment. This is something that we focus on a lot in Montessori. We think that it is the most essential way that we can support a child's development. We want to remove obstacles and make it really easy for children to be successful at being independent. And you might be wondering, like, how is this tied into, you know, parenting being a form of activism? But if we are raising children that are independent, which means capable and confident, then they're going to be the type of person that is willing to roll up their sleeves and step up to any obstacle that might come their way because they feel capable of being able to take care of it. Another piece of it is also just like the emotional well-being of your household. I think that many of us can relate to that flustering feeling when you're trying to get out the door and, you know, someone can't find their socks or whatever it is. The things that we can do to prepare the environment will also ease our transitions, which will help us as the adults be more level-headed and able to really be present. And then there'll be less conflict and uh, just like a more emotionally stable environment. So we will be doing all kinds of episodes, but we will spend quite a bit of our time focusing on ways that you can prepare your environment. And when we were thinking of what part of our households or environment do we want to focus on first, we decided to focus on the entryway. Because this is the transitional space where you're going out and you're coming in. And we really want to focus on the going out part, right? When we're in the mornings and we have a million things going on and we're trying to start our day right so that everyone goes off to whatever they're, you know, going to be taking on for the day in a good, healthy mental state. Um, we want it to be a smooth transition. So at school, we have places for the children where they keep their jackets and where they keep their boots and everyone knows exactly where their things go. And so that's what we want to focus on today is how can your entryway be set up to support your child's independence in finding their things and putting them away. Kate, can you tell us something that you found really helpful in preparing the entryway for your children, either at school or at home? Yeah, for sure. Um, well, when I think about their gear, and obviously this change changes seasonally, um, but we live in a wet climate and we need rain jackets. Sometimes we need heavier coats, hats of different kinds, whether it's a winter cap or a sun hat. Um, we have found that we needed hooks for sure for that kind of gear. And part of the trick in uh, my very teeny entryway was that um, one of my children 
could handle hooks at a certain height. And then um, the other one who was four years younger, we needed to accommodate a smaller sized body. And what we came up with was um, we found a coat tree or coat rack um, where it was a fairly cheaply made one that had three sections that you simply pulled out of the box and then screwed together. And by not screwing in the middle section, it worked as a good height for her. And, you know, then over time that could move on and she could use the higher hooks that the others of us had. But that worked really well for keeping coats organized. And each person has one hook that actually has three sections. And so that also is a way that we can kind of set a limit. You can't have all of your sweaters and coats up by the front door. You know, you get to pick the certain ones that you're using for that season or that week or whatever it is. It kind of limits how much clutter builds up by that door. So that's something that we really use a lot in Montessori to help children be independent and putting their things away is by limiting the amount of things that are available. So they don't need to have, I mean, they might have 15 pairs of shoes, but they don't need to have them all at the entryway. They can just have, you know, their rain boots, their tennis shoes, and their like slip-ons. That's what my kids have. Um, and then, you know, over time it does accumulate and pretty soon you, there's eight pairs of shoes and then you just have them take the rest of them back to their closet and you get back to those three. So I have um, floor mats for my kids where they those three pairs of shoes will live on that mat. So it's pretty obvious. They do have baskets too, um, but it's pretty obvious when there's too many shoes and things need to be taken back to the bedroom. And going back to the hook idea real quick, um, when my son was really little, we found, um, I think it was like an umbrella stand, but it was kind of like a coat rack, you know, it had the hooks coming around. And so he used that for a couple of years, which was pretty cool. So sometimes you'll find something kind of unconventional that just works at the right height, but you want to make sure that it's at their you know, their height so that they can independently hang up their things. And for toddlers, um, they have a hard, and, you know, young preschoolers too, they have a hard time like getting their hood or the little hook that's in the jacket over those hooks sometimes. So what we'll do at school um, and at home is put a little string through that so that it's a bigger loop for the child to manage independently. Yeah, that's, that's a really important step for them. Um, And then regarding shoes, if you have space for providing a bench where baskets can live under the bench for your child's shoes, um, or maybe there's baskets and you can provide a low chair or whatever size chair to meet your child's height, that can be a lovely way to do it. Um, A small stool can work. Um, At our house for a long while, when the kiddos were smaller, we used uh, what was actually being sold as a small stand, decorative stand to put a plant on. But it was a great height for when the kids were two, three, and four years old. And it was quite small, but could accommodate their teeny butts so that they could sit there and reach their bend over and be able to reach the floor really easily. Additionally, if your space is rather small, you could always use, you know, like woven rug that you can pick up pretty um, inexpensively. That could even be you know, stood on its end or rolled up when not in use. Another option for a smaller space. Yep. So basically they need a place where they can hang their jackets, 
where they can keep their shoes. And then ideally like a little chair, bench or rug where they can sit to put their jackets and their shoes on. Then another thing to consider is like where all of your seasonal items might be. So sunglasses, mittens, hats, those kinds of things. My kids have, we have like a four compartment cubby basically in our entryway. And so we each have a cubby and all of our individual things live in our own baskets. We've also had it where like we had one that was all hats and one that was all gloves and things like that. But I think uh, I like the system of us each having our own basket the most. What do you do at your house? Mm-hmm. Um, I, we have a, a small table near the entryway and we line up, people line up their stuff along that table and kind of just lives in a pile so maybe not the most aesthetically pleasing, but it seems to work well enough that then as people go out the door, it's sort of like the visual reminder of, oh, what do I need today? Is it the sunglasses? Is it the chapstick? What have you? That seems to work okay for us right now. Yeah. It's also great to have a mirror. You could do a full length mirror that's like all the way down to the ground so that the child can see themselves or just like a small face mirror mounted low so that your child can see their faces with some tissues and, you know, so you can like check yourself. That's really nice. Yeah, for sure. Depending on the size of your space, when you get down at your child's level and you're looking around, is there any room to beautify the area, create, you know, a, a calming aesthetic? Is that a plant? Is it a piece of art, a photo um, of loved ones, maybe a tapestry? Who knows? But you could beautify that space if, you're, if your room allows. Um, and then living during a pandemic, I wanted to mention that certainly you're going to adapt the space as you go. So for the past year and a half now, for example, um, we installed hooks on this magnet board that lives near our door so that, and there's four people in the household, so there's four hooks. And then we hang our masks off those hooks. And those are where the clean masks go. And then on that table that I mentioned, we have a basket where when you come home and you're taking off a dirty mask, it goes right in that basket. Then that way, anytime somebody's starting a load of laundry, we're moving towards being in the habit of going over, grabbing the masks out of that basket, for example. So um, other things that might happen, you might start to notice as your kids get home from school and they take those shoes off, maybe they're good at getting the shoes put in the designated space that you all have designed. But what do you do when dirty socks keep landing on the floor by your front door? Um, Or what do you do if day after day, your child saying like, ah, I keep forgetting my water bottle or something like that. So you, you're obviously going to want to adapt as things keep shifting and as your child ages and their needs change, but you can certainly always, you know, revisit, redesign, take out a basket, add another basket, those kinds of things. Yeah. And you're going to do that seasonally and you're going to do that annually as your children grow and their needs change and their heights change and their abilities change. Um, But the idea is to take the time to really look at your space and see what do you do in that space and what can you offer in this space to support your, you know, 
daily function, basically. So having a way that the kids know for sure how to hang up their coats. Even if it ends up being on the floor, you at least can say, you know where it goes and you can put it there. You might have to remind them for a while, but pretty soon they'll just know. When I come in, I hang my, my coat on my hook. Same thing with the shoes and a backpack, like whatever you're, you're seeing, like the gear of the current time, if your child's playing sports or whatever it is, um, you will figure out these systems that will really support uh, your transitions in and out of the house every day. Yeah, and remember, re the really young child has a high sense of order. And, and so sometimes when things end up on the floor, not always, but sometimes it's because they honestly don't know where else it's supposed to go. So if you provide a space and you give them the prompts and reminders over time, they recognize that and, and also feel good about participating in the household the way that they see the other older members of the house doing so. Um, and let's remember too, a great tip, if you do have young ones in the house, uh, lower yourself to the eye level of that young person in your house and see what the place looks like from their perspective and what can you learn from that? Maybe they're not following through with something because it's actually physically not working for them. Who knows, but take a look and that, that can be a helpful tip to make some tweaks that are more beneficial to everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope that you gained some tips about how to really increase the functionality of your entryway and support your child's independence as they are growing and developing. And remember that this I can do it attitude that your child has is really going to serve them in so many everything basically that they're doing and all the other aspects of their life. So these things that we can do to prepare the environment to support them in this independence is really crucial to them being the confident leaders that we're looking for. Right, because when they are feeling self-assured and ready for the day, you know that they are more available to show up for others and to um, speak their own truths too as they grow. So thanks for listening, and we hope that you heard an idea or two that you can apply to support more easeful transitions as you come and go from your home. We ask that you subscribe to the Raising Reciprocity podcast on your favorite podcast player and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks. Be well. See you soon.